Hey, again. Hey, what's going on? The very, very good boys. This is what's going on. The very, very good boys at NBC Universal and CBS, who are just absolute geniuses in the state of comedy right now. They just know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, Nobody's always, been better. I always laugh at Bluff City Law. That's a funny thing. Remember when NBC canceled Community? Great move. Fucking fantastic move. Geniuses. So what's their next genius move? What is it, Justin? Both of these companies are ordering sitcoms about esports. That's right. We're fucked. This is what this is going to be now. They're going to try to capture the millennial market. But, like, as written by boomers. Right. But, yeah, the, like, they're going to be written by, like, some 65-year-old guy. Probably the same guy who wrote, like, Young Sheldon or something. <laughs> that really captures the youth energy. I can't wait Ooh. for them to have the episode where they fucking complain about their payouts. I can't wait for the episode where one of them says a slur. <laughs> oh, and they then... go to the bridge in PUBG? <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking nit, and it cuts to commercial for beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then they oh come back, and it's like, we had to get rid of that Swedish dude. <laughs> are you ready for all the gaming sponsors that are going to be in that? You're going to be like, they're going to sit down in like their, their, their Omega Labs chairs and like fucking well, DX Racer chairs. See, I know why CBS is going for this, because they had Big Bang Theory, which yeah, uh, is like, for all intents and purposes, will probably be pretty similar to this. It'll be like the same formula. Boomers writing current nerd culture completely missing the point but boomers enjoy it because that's yeah, what they think nerd and, and culture making is making it one of the uh cringiest most probably unliked in our demographic shows but still highly rated because older people watch it because right. they think it's funny uh because that chuck Lorre man he makes them good shows about the, the two men and the half one. Oh, the half one yeah <laughs> that half man although like i don't know I, I really feel like uh, this will... There's no way this ends up good. Not on a network television uh, station. No, no way. Uh, there's there's no way. Dude, are you, gonna re- are you ready for the episode where one of them gets addicted to snorting G Fuel? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Now, now that would be a good show. If they went <laughs> as ridiculous as that. Like, if they made it, like, fucking, like, uh, that one G4 animated show. Make it like that. Yeah, like... But like live action. I can't stop snorting G Fuel, man. What was that? Sh- like Code Monkeys. Uh, Code Monkeys. Code Monkeys. Yeah, it was okay. Code I'm not saying it was brilliant. I'm just saying that it was like you know, it, it was it was more. It had its pulse on the zeitgeist more than like you know, Big, Big Bang, Bang yeah. Theory, who was just like, haha, we like Star Wars, <laughs> The Flash, Game of Thrones. We like all of those thing. Are you ready? Are you ready for uh, the they're playing like spinoff games? Like the game they're going to be playing is like obviously going to be like League of Legends or something. But they have to I, call I'm it ready different. for it not to be League of Legends. It's going to be like so it's going to be like Guild of Good Boys. <laughs> that they're going to play, and then they'll just have to <laughs> succeed at Guild of Good Boys. Or maybe yeah. they'll get a real game sponsorship. Maybe Smite will sponsor them because they're kind of desperate right now. Realm of War having <laughs> Jesus Christ Underwatch. You. I can't wait. It's gonna. It's gonna be terrible. Underwatch sounds naughty as fuck, bro. Uh, see, I'm excited uh, to see how bad this is, honestly, because uh, something that's uh, an interesting side hobby of mine, not really, is uh, wh- whenever in a movie or a TV show you see someone playing a video game, I like to analyze that scene and critique it. Just specifically, like you know, take away everything else that's in the show, everything else, and just think about it in terms of. 
This is a human who is an actor, and he's being directed by a human who is a director to play this video game, and it always looks terrible and always looks inaccurate. Uh, you can point to a billion scenes throughout history. Uh, I just watched Preacher. There was one where they were playing rock band, but it was like maybe with maybe Guitar Hero, but like it was maybe a combination and it, it didn't look like they were playing it correctly. And uh, Breaking Bad has a couple legendary ones. Uh, Jesse and Brock playing Sonic 06, but like smashing their fucking thumbs onto all the buttons available on the controller like madmen. When I've played Sonic 06, it probably just holding up. Yeah, right? for most of it. And then, you know, obviously there's weird shit like. Uh, there's a tie-in to the game Rage, if you remember that scene. Oh, yeah. They use like where a- Jesse's playing a light gun version of Rage, which did never existed. And that was before Rage even was announced. Very bizarre. I can't think of a single instance in any piece of media where a character was playing a video game and it looked natural and realistic. So this will just be that every episode. My God. Possibly every scene. And that's going to be incredible to watch. I, for one, am am excited for The Wizard, the television series. I'm very excited for it. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Uh, All the ladies go, ah. Yeah. (laughs) When he says it. They cream their shorts over that power glove, you know. Taps in. Boop, 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 boop. Hits the pad. Taps into the pussy. (laughs) That's what every gamer strives to be. <laughs> up, up, down, down, B.A. pussy. Let's go. Got him. I've hacked into the pussy. Let's go. I'm Access in. the pussy's mainframe. Fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no, I've ran into the pussy's firewall. <laughs> you, you know what that's called, Genhart? What's that called? I'm not telling you. I'm not saying what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to say it. It's called the firewall, Justin. Everybody, welcome to the Get a Jub Show. That's Gad. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. Everyone Shut wants to hear you. Shut the fuck up. I'm Fucking Jub. belch like Barney from The Simpsons into the microphone for everyone's ear holes to just oh love. Fucking Thank God. you so much. God. We are, we are fucking two minutes into this podcast, and I'm sick and tired of your shit. It's been you, longer than two minutes. You motherfucker. You just don't know how time works because you're getting drunk on white girl beverages like a basic bitch. It is very fucking true, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about possibly the worst movie we've watched on the show, Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning. Also known as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, again, it happened again. Here it is. But then, not then. But then. but not now. But then. But that was also true for the last one we watched because they're all. But then. But not now. It sucked yeah. ass. Now this is a real discussion we could have possibly, but we we could maybe wait. But like, 
Is it worse than Alien vs. Predator Requiem? Just to clarify, just to put it out there. Maybe. I think that's the worst movie we've watched until now, perhaps. Yeah. I don't want to test the theory by, like, rewatching AVP 2 or anything, because I don't ever want to rewatch AVP 2. But I think this is certainly a contender for one of the worst films I've uh, had the displeasure of viewing. Mainly because of, like, some of its subject matter, I guess. It, it was just, like, it had no point. It was overly gory. It was garbage. I hated it. One of the most pointless movies ever made. We yeah. don't even have to talk about it now. I just outlined it all. Okay, very we good. You can skip that part. All right, good. All right, anyway, let's talk about video games or something. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to it later. I have nothing to add about video games this week. You don't have anything to add about video games? You haven't played any video game? You haven't played a single video game? I mean, I've played the stuff I normally play. I haven't played anything new. Yeah, same. I don't, well, I got the Undertale DLC for Taiko no Tatsujin uh, Drum and Fun for the Switch. Drumming them hard-ass Undertale songs? Yeah, it's been really fun. Megalomemia. I'm a madman, okay? I own three different versions of Taiko, okay? Yeah, that's a lot. I own the Japanese Switch version. I just got the English Switch version so I could buy a DLC, and then I have the English PS4 version. Actually, no, I have four versions. I still have my hard copy of the Japanese Japanese version of the PS4 copy as well. Jesus Christ, man. Stop it. Get some help. I love this game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, hey, if you like it enough and, you know, enjoy it. Do whatever you it's want. It's like my, literally buddy. my favorite thing. Like, you like want to own every rock band game or every Guitar Hero? I don't. You do. You have most. Uh, of them. Yeah, but that was past Genhart. Current Genhart don't, don't want a damn thing to do with Guitar Hero, really. You know, I, I was playing some of them, and like I kind of just reminded myself of why I vastly prefer Rock Band. To be honest, Guitar Hero's dumb. Look Guitar dumb. Hero is overcharted and difficult. Rock Band is fun. Now, I know, like, the meme lords who play Guitar Hero exclusively, Clone Hero, I, I mean to say, custom charts and what have you, would probably disagree, because they would probably feel the more complicated the chart, the better, but I'm not good at the game. I'm just trying to, like, listen to a dumb song and be like, haha, I played that song, I beat it, I got 100%, yay. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I'm proud but, of you. You know, like, I, I think just overall, like, there's probably better songs on Rock Band than yeah. Guitar Hero, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Their choices were a little better, like, you know, and at the very least, like, you know, when you're spinoffs, you got, like, band-centric games that are actually the band and not just, like, other shit, too, just for no reason. Putting Weezer songs on Guitar Hero Van Halen doesn't really make sense to me, but hey, whatever, do whatever you want, man. Because they opened for him before, they couldn't license that many Van Halen songs. They can only license like 20? Yeah. Probably is only 20 Van Halen songs worth of shit. Not all of them are on the game either. Uh, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, so Tycho. About those also songs. Also rhythm game. Yeah. I, I, In my opinion, a superior rhythm game. Yeah. I, I got those Undertale songs. Great. Awesome. Mm. I was really, really happy with it. I got... Also, because I, I didn't really, I've never really looked at the Switch versions DLC. Yeah. Because I've had the Japanese copy, and then I pull up the DLC and it's all Japanese text. And I'm like, what? And I can't buy it anyway because it acts weirder than a Switch account. So I went and started looking. I was like, holy fuck! There's this Dragon Ball pack. 
what's this? And I went and opened it up. It's the opening to every single Dragon Ball anime besides oh my GT. God. So I got I have the opening for Dragon Ball One. Okay. Z. Which one? Because I thought there was a Z opening on. There is Shala Hedgelots on there. Shala Hedgelots. That's on there. Sorry, okay. that wasn't part of the pack. It was, it was regular Dragon Ball. Yeah. Then the opening for Kai. Okay. Then oh, all that's, that's okay. I guess it's okay. It's fun to play though. Yeah. All right. And then the opening for uh, for Super. Which is really fun. The opening for Super is good. See, I was hoping it was going to be like the classic fucking butt rock sounding Dragon Ball Z song. No, because these are Japanese songs. Yeah, that one. That one yeah. <laughs> I love that song. It's all it's all Japanese songs. So like, for example, you could buy yeah, like... That makes, yeah, that makes You could sense. buy like, do you want to build a snowman from Frozen? But it's Japanese. <laughs> do you want to woo a snowman? Yeah, <laughs> Let, let's woo a snowman. So, I got those, and also my one of my other favorite things from it. I think the DLC of this game is probably better on the Switch version. This is my first time ever looking through it, so it's like been really surprising to me. Do they have the same stuff on PS4 and Switch? No, it's different. Are these supposed to be two separate games? Or yes, they, like- they 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 operate completely differently. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. They came out close to the same... They came out literally at the same time, time. in Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's strange. Okay. They, they were a little offset in America, but... The other DLC pack that I really like from the Switch version is a big old Studio Ghibli pack. Okay. Which has three songs from Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh. Two songs from Howl's Moving Castle, and then it has the, the song from Totoro that was on the PS4 version. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Dang. There's a big old pack of music. It's only like five bucks. Kiki's got some good songs. Kiki's got some really cool songs. Kiki Go Movie. I like the song when you first like it. I like the shot of her like going around the town and shit and the credits the credit screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening. They had that song. Which nice. Is, like nice and chill. And it's fun to play. It's a good time. Uh, but then there's the Undertale songs, which are all really, really fun and can kiss my ass because they're fucking hard <laughs> as shit. <laughs> Especially Megalovania. Uh, you know what? It doesn't surprise me. Nothing played, involving Megalovania should be easy, and it's not. I play Taiko on the hardest difficulty now, right? Like you, pretty much universally. Sure. I play it. I play that on the hardest difficulty, and I can't see what's happening. <laughs> the notes are moving so fast, and there's so many. I, Sans I is attacking make, you with drum notes. Yeah, I can't okay. make sense of it. Yeah, that's fair. I but, almost passed it though. I was like really close. It, you know, it should be hard. Yeah, it's Megalovania. Megalovania yeah. yeah, it's Megalovania. It should be hard. The other two songs, though, are great. Which you have uh, Hopes and Dreams, which is like the final boss fight in the pacifist playthrough. And then Heartbreak, which is the song when you first leave Toriel and you have to do her boss fight. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's good choices. Yeah, the, the reason they did Heartbreak is because it's, it's a heavy drum song. That makes sense. Yeah. So for Tycho, it makes a lot of sense to do that song. And it's really fun. That's, that's I think that's choice, the most. Actually, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah, that's the most fun one to play because it's the most drum centric song. Okay, I've enjoyed it a lot. You been playing anything, bud? That's all I've been doing. Um, not a whole lot different. I did watch some horror movies I could talk about. Yeah, go for it, bud. Uh, one was great. One was. Uh, it was okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It's like. All right, let me let me talk about the great one first. We watched From Beyond, 
From Beyond is fantastic. From Beyond's from the director of Reanimator. Yeah. It's uh starring a lot of the same people, but also Ken Forey, who uh was uh we just watched a couple weeks ago in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Probably the best thing about that shit film. Um it's great. It's a goopy, schlocky, stupid horror movie where nothing makes a whole lot of sense. It's just good, stupid fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Lots of gross, stupid bullshit in that movie. Uh, and then we watched a movie called Apostle, which is on Netflix. It came out last year. It's directed by uh, the guy who directed The Raid, Gareth Evans, I think. I, I was really intrigued and excited for it Start going into the movie because it has a really long deliberate buildup that I thought was leading to something a lot more interesting than what I ended up getting. It's a really, it's like a 1920s takes place in, I think. Okay. Um, maybe slightly earlier. And it's about this man who is trying to uh, rescue his sister who's been kidnapped by like a cult, basically. And they live on this island where they worship some, a goddess. And uh, I don't know. There's, like, uber-Christian stuff, so, like, they don't like that, why don't that they they're worship, worshiping something else. Why don't they worship the meat man? <laughs> the meme man? The meat man. Oh. Well, I don't know. Maybe they do, Justin. They where's, don't worship the meat the, man. Where's I'm the sorry. meat man? Uh, whatever. He goes to, you know, integrate himself into the society undercover and then rescue his sister. And then he's like, oh, there's a lot of fucked up shit here. It's pretty fucked up. And there's a lot of cool, fun, fucked up scenes. Honestly, I, I can safely, like, I can compare and contrast a bit. Because there's a torture scene in this movie that results in the death of a major character. And I won't really say more than that. But it's really, 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 really well done and successful at what it's trying to do. Compare and contrast that with what we just watched today. <laughs> Ugh. Uh... Ugh. Uh, uh, I want to die. Look, I think I think Cheers. you could certainly show fucked up things in a horror movie and succeed at being interesting. Still, yeah. uh, it's all in the tone. It's all in what else happens in it's your the film. context is super important too. Yeah, I feel so, and yeah. and really in how it's shot. Oh yeah, and also I think the tone of the overall movie, which like you know. Without spoiling too much, let's just say, like, the guy who does the torturing doesn't just, like, get away with it at the end. I think that's pretty key to me. As horrific, I'm not saying every movie should have, like, a good ending or something. And it's, I'm not even saying Apostle does, because uh, Apostles kind of gets horse shit towards the end. But <laughs> I can't even really recommend it. Oh. I, 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 would, I would maybe say it really falters towards the end. I was really excited for it to get good, and then it kind of just, like, was just like, I don't, it's, there's it's weird shit, dude, and then it was just like, okay, thanks, but I, I'm not saying that every movie needs to have a feel-good ending, certainly there's brilliant movies that have fucked up, horrible, nihilistic endings, like, like your Chinatowns and shit, but you really have to have a point overall, I think, if you're gonna do that. To the movie itself as a whole. Like, original Texas Chainsaw is pretty nihilistic, and so is this one we just watched, but it was nihilistic first, I guess you could say. That helps it a bit. And also, sure. 
you know, not everybody goes unpunished, and not everybody dies. I, yeah. I think that's pretty key. Sorry, I spoiled uh, Texas Chainsaw at the beginning, a prequel. So everyone dies. Sorry. Oops. Oops. Wow. Big surprise. <laughs> so anyway, I recommend From Beyond okay. quite a bit. I, I, I don't recommend Apostle at all, really. Maybe if you want to see some really good cinematography, because that's definitely present. It's really beautifully shot. Um... But it's kind of just like wonkily written. Mm. I would say is wonkily a word. Yeah, sure. Wonky is a word. I don't even know if wonky is a word. To be honest, wonky is a word. Wonky's like slang, but it's a word. All right, sure. It's it. it I guarantee you, it's in a modern dictionary. I don't even want to say anything about From Beyond because I feel like that movie is just best if you just like don't know anything about it and you just watch it. Yeah, don't tell me. Uh, honestly, Reanimator, I feel the same way about this guy's Fuck good yeah, at. Dude. Uh, Guy's good at just like a fucked up weird concept that starts your horror movie and then it just like balloons from there into something ridiculous by the time you're done with it. Uh, dude, Reanimator's a fucking gem. Yeah, dude. That's a really simple concept. It's just like guy has thing that makes things be alive and then it's just it goes from there to like <laughs> man with severed head walks around with his severed head and tries to give a girl head with it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Probably should stop that guy. Oh no! <laughs> so it just gets to that level. Like that's just an insane escalation, right? Uh, and I can appreciate that. Uh, I also gave a watch to uh, Watchmen. Oh, the, the first HBO episode came out, right? TV show started. Yeah, I should watch that too. Um, uh, yeah, what did you think about it? I liked it. I liked it a lot, but. It is the first episode, and yeah. I feel like I learned very little about what is going on, and that's deliberate. Um, oh, yeah. Honestly, it's very comparable to like if you knew nothing about Watchmen, and you just sat down with the book, and you said, okay, today I'm just going to read chapter one, and then I'll wait to read the rest later, and you stopped at the end of chapter one. This, it's probably what you'd know about this because okay. it is a sequel and it takes place in the same universe as the book that's pretty key as the book not as the Zack Snyder film good because uh, specifically giant squid happened in this universe uh, that's important to note <laughs> fuck yeah dude and uh, you're you're most but you're mostly meeting new characters that exist in 2019 in a world that has been affected by everything that happened in Watchmen and a lot of it is mysterious and you're just meeting these characters you don't really know who they are, where they stand necessarily in terms of everything, but you didn't really know that in Watchmen either. You just met Rorschach, Night Owl, Dr. Manhattan, Silk Spectre in that first issue and then learn a little bit about them, but then their origins and characters are more fleshed out in later chapters. By the time you're done with Watchmen, you feel like you know all the characters pretty psyches, like pretty intimately. Right. So I'm hoping that this show ends up doing that. I, even for characters that uh, end up biting the dust, because Watchmen plays with time a lot, and I appreciate that. I'm very curious to how they're going to integrate aspects of the lore from the first one, I, the, from the original novel, I guess. I say the first one, but it was adapted. In a, well, it seems like in they already weird integrated way, a giant squid. 
Well, I, something. It's it's something happens that I feel like is a result of the giant squid, but it's not explicitly stated whether it is, but, like, it has to be related. Okay. Because it literally has to be related. Um, but, like, yeah, like, as far as I know, the only characters from the original that are going to make an appearance are most likely Manhattan, judging from the trailers, and then fucking Ozymandias is in it. Mm. Although... He's played by Jeremy Irons in this. Uh, I'm not really huh. sure what his vibe is so far. I'm not really sure. There is some supplementary material that they released online, and I assume the show will address this in its own way, because not everybody's going to read the supplementary material. But No. Uh, unlike Doomsday Clock, DC's recent comic sequel to Watchmen, sequel slash crossover with DC Universe right, at yeah. large, uh, it seems that this world doesn't, like, react the same way to Rorschach going, like, yeah, Ozymandias killed all those people in New York. Uh, it seems like this world kind of, like, just largely views that as bullshit, and it becomes more like a 9-11 conspiracy theory. Oh. Uh, which they don't explicitly state in the context of the show, but maybe they'll get to that later. I'm really surprised by the really interesting modern day context that this show is going to have because it's a little complicated and I and it's not entirely black and white because your heroes are cops. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to have to assume that they're going to play with the concept of that because like they have to address like cops overstepping boundaries and police brutality and stuff like that. They have to address it at least but yeah. as for the first episode the cops are basically the good guys and the bad guys are like white supremacists explicitly white supremacists and the lead protagonist is a black woman and that has a lot of right-wing comic book idiot men on the internet uh angry about this show and decrying oh, it as you know it's just another fucking sjw bullshit gotta turn watchmen into a Girl power, yay, black people. I hate those people so much. Oh, yeah, they're the worst. I hope that a giant squid erupts in their home and they die. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> but, um... Let's go. So far, I'm very intrigued by it. I won't talk explicitly about the plot, yeah, though. Don't. Uh, I've, you have time to get caught up because, like, not a whole lot happened. Uh, basically, just as much as happens in Watchmen issue one. Like, we establish a mystery by the end of it, and that will probably be the catalyst for all the events going forward from the series. But okay. what that really means for the characters and what the characters really mean to the world and whether we find out anything about the characters, I'm going to have to assume they do, but it's hard to really pass judgment on it with one episode. Just like it'd be hard to pass judgment on Watchmen if it had, like, the first issue and then the story sucked from there. Which, like, it could have been possible, I suppose. Thankfully, Alan Moore's not, like, a hack. Or at least he wasn't at the time. So, <laughs> so that was important. Uh, I'm gonna definitely keep watching it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna watch this soon. I have, I have that good old HBO now. I'm gonna... One night, just gonna flip it on, tune in. Also, shout outs for them for acknowledging and literally starting with uh, acknowledgement that uh, the race massacre in Tulsa in the 20s happened, which is uh, something that a, a weirdly large amount of people don't know about. 
I was watching it with my mom, and she was like, what's this alternate history thing? And I'm like, no, it happened, Mom. Hi. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, but no, they don't, like, teach that. I mean, maybe they do now in schools. But I mean, it's, like, fucked up, but, like, you need to know when these things happen. Yeah. It's, it's really fucked up. So this show's really ballsy. Good. At first, it seems, and it's uh, in a good way. It's uh, riling up the right people. Uh, no pun intended, but I guess it could be, if you want to say that. <laughs> I meant correct. It's riling up the correct people, but also the right people. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, over there on that right side. Haha. So do we want to talk about anything else? Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, like, there's some news we can do real quick. I would love to put off talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I can, I can help watch. put it off for you. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about Blizzard a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, so sure. It's just we a little... kind of did a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah, we talked about how they were fucking with China. And I don't think... Do we talk about their statement? Yeah, we did. It was bullshit. It was a bad yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, the bullshit bad statement. Okay, so after that... If we didn't, that's what I feel about So it. BlizzCon's coming up, boys. That's oh right. man, is it ever? Yeah. I'm so excited. Me too. The memes, <laughs> the memes that could come out of this shit. Well, like tickets are already bought and paid for, right? It like people be... are already going to BlizzCon, right? It's not like they can cancel BlizzCon. No, no, they already bought their tickets and shit. It's yeah, it is too far gone. So they are they are in this shit, whether so they like they it or do? not. You go and like bring signs and shit. Well, yeah. You wear masks. I don't think they'll let them wear masks. No, you bring it in with you, and then you wear the mask. Oh, well, yeah, like, you know, well, so so there's recorded things at BlizzCon, or at least there was last year. Yeah. A mini controversy compared to this one where uh, that, that uh, you know, they announced Mobile Diablo, and uh, people freaked out about it because uh, it looked like shit. Um, but th- compared Speaking to this, that, that, that was nothing. That was absolutely nothing yeah, compared, compared to, to this. This has real-world implications so, besides just a Mobile Diablo game. I bet you they remove cameras. Yeah, and don't have any recorded uh, like, and then they just release the trailers online. Like, hey, at BlizzCon, we just announced Overwatch Two or something, and then they'll just have a trailer online, just like post that shit, click, and, and they're not gonna have footage from that event. I guarantee you, that they would don't. be sick. Do like a Nintendo Direct thing. <laughs> it wouldn't be sick if they don't have footage from the event. It would be really fucking fucked up because they're reacting to this terribly. Yeah, no, um, just, that, that would that would. I would not be surprised in the least. I hope there's footage from the event. I I want want it. No, no, I want the memes. Yeah, I really do. Give me the footage. They deserve to be embarrassed. Maybe not everyone Absolutely. working at the event, because not everyone necessarily agrees with the higher ups of Blizzard. There's there's a lot of them that don't. There's a lot of them that don't. Yeah, that's the whole thing going on there right now. So throughout all this, all these problems are happening. But hopefully, those higher ups can it. see a majority of people being pissed off. And we'll finally see. will react in some way that makes fucking sense. But no, uh, probably not. <sighs> probably can't bow. They have, to, they have to keep bowing to their Chinese corporate overlords. Gotta make that money. Make that money. Speaking of making that money, they're still going to rake in that cash coming up here. Because they are going to announce Diablo 4 at BlizzCon this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they also just announced some new Overwatch thing that tries to breathe new life into Overwatch. Whether it works or not, I don't know. Uh, who knows? But at the very least, they're announcing Diablo 4. I think besides WoW and Diablo, that's their other huge thing that they have. Now, yeah. And they would probably want to take advantage of it. 
especially mm-hmm. now when they want the distraction. They need the distraction. Right, that's really. why they're going to announce Diablo 4 and make everybody go crazy, because everybody loves Diablo. There was a lot of criticism that they didn't announce it last time when they announced the mobile Diablo. Right. Uh, and, and that led them to react and basically said, well, it is in development, but we didn't have anything to show yet, blah, 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 blah. So... Now I bet show this you they all of a sudden have something to show. Whoa. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Whoa. Whoa. It's happening. Yeah, they're going to reveal Diablo 4. And are you ready for all the gamer boys to make fucking just, just historically long reaches to justify supporting them for doing it? Well, look, that's just politics, man. Like, I just, I just, like, I feel like we should separate the politics from the games. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? So, you know, of course, the majority of people who probably worked on that game ha- have nothing to do with what happened here. And no, not nor, at all. And they're probably on the side of, uh, no, we're, we're, we're good with bowing down to China. I don't think we want to do that. I'm still not buying the game. I mean, I, I haven't really been a fan of Blizzard anyway. Uh, I don't play. I really enjoy MOBAs. Overwatch. I don't really play shooters. I don't really play card game video games. I play card games, but not card game video games. I played. I played Hearthstone for a long time. I, I you know, I this this doesn't really affect me. But you if, if they had a chance to attract me as a customer, I, I'm really soured on giving them any money ever. Yeah, at this point, like I, I said it two weeks ago, I do not want to give Blizzard my money until they cut their ties with Tencent, and I don't think that's going to happen. So they don't get my money. I'm not buying Diablo Four. I don't know how much of a fault it is of Tencent. Tencent is is a Chinese conglomerate. It's a big Chinese media conglomerate, right? Um, that has been attempting to censor shit. They yeah. are they are perfectly in line with what China wants to do to Hong Kong. I don't necessarily think they like the Chinese government because I think there was some regulatory shit that they didn't like. I'm not saying they're good guys in this. I'm just saying the ma- the key bad guy is China itself, not just uh Right, but Tencent. I don't I don't want Tencent's making that mobile Diablo, right? I don't want my money to go to the Chinese government right now. In any way, shape, yeah, or which form. It, it would in some form, right? If, if it's a Tencent production, is that mobile Diablo one of those? It's made by a different Chinese company, but yeah. But then, yeah, I've definitely avoid that one. I feel like a lot of people already were. <laughs> yeah, and you have like League of Legends, who's like a hundred percent owned by Tencent now. That's scary. Yikes! Yikes! Especially because, like, you know, now there's like. Uh, speaking of distractions, uh, approximately 19 other League games coming out. Yeah, League of Legends uh, had its 10th anniversary, and they decided to just drop all the information. Yeah, they're coming out with, like, a fighting game. They're coming out with uh, a version of League that will be playable on consoles and mobile. They're coming out with... Uh, <laughs> a shooter? <laughs> Some kind of eSports sim game. Where you run an esports team? Yeah, I don't know if you heard about that one. I did hear about that uh, one. Will it be in association with CBS and NBC? I don't know. Uh, uh, but <laughs> hey, would be quite funny. I can't wait to uh, name my esports team the Slur Boys, and uh, <laughs> we just my wait. God. We just wait for the algorithm in the game to just say that one of my players said something they shouldn't have said on a stream, and I have to let them go. 
God damn There's it. no way they put that in the game, but if they want to be realistic, they should. They have to. The gamers the gamers are really drawn to say uh, the bad words, you know? <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Oh, man. I mean, I'm excited about some of the stuff that was announced there, but I, I don't want to, once again, don't want to give them my money. Right. And, like, the League of Legends fighting game looks cool as hell. There's even that little bit of snippet. Like, I want that. I really, I don't like League of Legends anymore, but I really like the characters that Riot Games created. I think they're all really cool. I've always liked their characters. I've never liked League, but the character design is quite cool. Yeah, so being able to get different games using those characters is fucking awesome. And, like, I really want to play the fighting game, but, like, it's Tencent. And while this shit's going on, I don't want to fucking touch anything of theirs. Yeah. It's going to be a little tough to avoid as China's influence grows and grows. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. But oh well. I guess we'll just uh, keep playing video games. Well, thankfully, the next game I'm buying is a good old Hideo Kojima production. Yeah, so. but then you got to give your money to Hideo Kojima. I'm down for that. And he's just going to use it to go visit famous people. Yeah, I'm down for that. A lot. <laughs> I'm down for that. I think I'm definitely more down to give somebody money that just goes and visits famous people than somebody who's, like, oppressing an entire city of people. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I was going to make a joke, but fuck it. <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs> God damn it. I was going to say it's just as bad, Justin. Keep your politics out of it. Jesus. Keep, keep your politics Look, out of games. I paid to keep have your politics an out of games. game from Hideo Kojima, and all I got was a fucking piss simulator. I can't wait. I can't wait for piss I can't simulator wait to piss on anything. I'm also very yeah. excited about another game coming up this Friday I'll talk about on the podcast next week. The Outer Worlds is about oh, to drop Obsidian's newest game. Fallout 4 Real. Yeah, Real Fallout 4. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. And then... The reviews started popping out, and they all seem very positive, which I'm very excited about. Oh, my God, Justin. Yes. Speaking of Fallout, did you see? No, we're going to get to that. Hold okay. on. I was going to transition into that. I okay. want to talk a little bit more about The Outer Worlds. I just want to Just make a little sure. bit. Uh, it's coming out on Game Pass, which is fucking awesome, by the way. Yes. Yeah, really Shout cool. out to Xbox Game Pass. Still killing it. Bro, I'm not a commercial for Taco Bell, even though uh, I, I, it is a meme that I go there. <laughs> <laughs> But Taco Bell has a box right now and it gives you 44 days of Game Pass for free. Oh, shit. And that's a good-ass deal. And I would like people to play the good Fallout 4, also known as the Outer Worlds. You have 44 days of it is more than enough to complete the Outer Worlds. So if you have an oh, Xbox... There's so much good shit on there. There's a fucking new Blair Witch game that looks actually surprisingly good. They got uh, Devil May Cry 5 now. Uh, you can play King of Fighters 94 on that shit. You can play Resident Evil 4 on that shit. You could play uh, just games, uh, you know, that are good. And you could also play games that are bad, like Crackdown 3. But yeah. you could play it. You it's play there. It. You don't have to pay $60 No, the library it. in the Xbox Game Pass is fast, and it's, like, really, really good. And the fact that they can get new releases from, like, third-party developers yeah. is fucking awesome. That's how I'm playing The Outer Worlds, because I can't, aff I can't currently afford... $60 game. Yeah, I can't afford a $60 game. Yeah. But... I, I can it, afford the $10 a month subscription to keep playing these games. I think subscription services for games are really interesting because it incentivizes you to try out things that you wouldn't. Oh, yeah, we played plenty of games. Uh, I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have tried the Outer Wilds. Yeah. Which is the other Outer of, game without, uh, right. without it. And probably a lot of people that, that wouldn't have, uh, came back to play Gears 5. 
after Gears 4. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but, like... Apparently, Gears 5 is a great game. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But. Yeah, it's apparently really good. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, the amount of people that are willing to take a chance on it that also own Xboxes currently uh, would have probably been slim. This is a good idea oh, yeah, absolutely. for that game, for sure. Uh, like, Halo will print money no matter what, but Gears as Xbox's number two franchise is a bit more risky. Yeah, as far as overall $60 purchases goes. So having it attached to Games Pass is probably a good move. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you could play as the Terminator in that game. You have to pay for it, though. Well, okay. That makes sense, I guess. The game is technically free if you got Games Pass. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so yeah, we have Fallout 4, actual Fallout 4 coming out, but... Bookier Terminator 2, because I'm going to talk about something about that. Oh, boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, we've got some new shit to Fallout 76, boys. We got we got a new a, a pass for Fallout. We had a subscription service uh, for Fallout 76. What the fuck? It is it is a hundred dollars a year. It is thirteen dollars a month. So here's the thing: it, is this game all of a sudden free? Is Fallout 76 free? No. Yeah, this is horse shit. Then that's a sixty dollar game still. $60 game. They want you to pay $13 a month on top of this. Or 100 a year. Just to get, like, they give you, we'll give you some free atoms. It's probably more now, than $100 with atoms, but I who cares? I don't know what it possibly could add that would be worth it. But I assume going forward, if you were one of the poor souls that liked Fallout 76 and you enjoyed playing it regularly, uh, going forward, all the good content will be now gated off to you unless you give them the money. More yeah. of the money, in fact. On top of that, there is a, a really, really, really big requested feature in Fallout 76. So you're you're you have like a storage box, right? The storage in that box is finite. Like most oh. Elder Scrolls games, you can't like like most Bethesda or Elder Scrolls games, you don't you tell have me they're just space. making it so you can hold whatever. If you get there, if you give them the money, you have infinite storage space. That's fucking awful. That Which is a feature sucks. that fans have been begging for, and they're like, "Fuck you, we're gonna put up yeah, a and paywall." Answer for it is to charge you money. That yeah. is Bethesda fucking sucks now. They've sucked I for the last like, two of, years. I used to kind of respect Bethesda because, like, while I didn't like, I really even Fallout Three and dude, and all of really their releases, Fallout Four. Uh, I could at least respect them as being like okay, and then a lot of their other catalog and like things that they at least helped publish were good. And these are still the people that made the new Doom. Technically speaking, they published it, but without that money, would we get a new Doom? It's possible. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Doom has been the only bright spot. Even like if I well, if I go through current, all the releases, in current time, right? If I go through all of the releases since Wolfenstein Two, which I thought was a weaker game compared to the first one. People still really liked it. I think it's okay, but send if we go if we track the releases since then, you've had and this came out that was after Doom, by the way. Yeah. So Doom came out before that. Doom was yeah. A you'd have to success. go before to get to the really good shit like the Dishonored games and uh, yeah, and like full even even if you go since Fallout Four, the only bright spots are like Doom. Yeah, this is their key problem here. Like, and I pray is okay, but eh. Prey's all right. Yeah, but it's not. It's nowhere near as good as something like. The first Dishonored or Prey, Doom. I can at least respect as a video game. I can't respect anything. It's at the very least Fallout sort of unique. Again. It was filling the void that System Shock Two, though System Shock Three was supposed to be left us behind. Sure. I found out today. Sidebar. 
Okay. I found out today that Dead Space was supposed to be System Shock 3. The game Dead Space? Yeah, it originally was going to be System Shock 3. And then they had to alter it for some reason? They, they, alt- get, they altered they it. The Ready for this? They altered it because of Resident Evil 4. Oh, so they wanted a so they were original making, franchise? They were making System Shock 3, and then Resident Evil 4 came out, and they were like, oh, fuck, no, this is the shit. We want to make one of those, and they made something completely different. Okay. You know, Dead Space has always been a blind spot for me, and I need to play this. You should play the first two games. They're both great. Well, I, I'm not just, just going to not finish the trilogy, huh, Justin? If you have to play the third one, <laughs> I will play it with you. Oh, yeah, it's co-op. That's right. Oh, what a fucking stupid idea. They, they, were, um, they almost put co-op in the first one. Strange. Yeah, it, it, I'm glad uh, they didn't because it wouldn't have worked. Nah, uh, everything I've seen from that game makes it a standalone single Especially player. how much you love Resident Evil 4 because it, it's a it's similar. You would really love Dead Space. I, uh, you should play it. I owned the Xbox. That was a PS3 only game, right? Uh, Xbox 360 and PS3. Oh, okay. You get, you get yeah. on the 360 for probably really cheap. You should play it. I don't know. I don't know why I never did. Uh, you should play it. it. It doesn't take that long to beat. You should play it. Maybe I was more of a bitch back then. But I don't know. I played Resident Evil Four. It's so, fucking great. Know. It's Not, so Dead good. Space is gorier though. It is very gory. Yeah. You get you get limbs chopped off all the time, dude. It's fun. That famous marketing campaign where they just showed it to old women. And they were like, yeah. "This is vile." And, uh, Those were fun. <laughs> so stupid though. It is goofy <laughs> as hell. I forget what we were talking about. Lead us back in. <laughs> Fallout 76, That's buddy. right. Fallout 76 is a pile of horse shit, and just, like, it's another just... I can't believe the saga of just bullshit tracking with this game has not ended yet. Set the timer back to zero. Right. Zero days since Bethesda has done something stupid. Is, uh, yeah. And, and you reset that timer about uh, every couple weeks, you know? It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> it has not stopped. They need... Didn't we really literally just figure out that, like, the that power armor helmet had like fucking moldy paint in it or something and yeah could potentially not, kill you not the one that's people. in the collector's edition it's a different one that was sold by gamestop an exclusive gamestop merch item of right. some sort okay yes. yeah well that's still bad mm-hmm. um it has nowhere near as much to do with i that cannot I wait for e3 next year when we get it's at this point todd howard's annual apology <laughs> He's just gonna walk up and be like, "I think it's I'm sorry." So and last start year, the conference every year. last year he kind of apologized for how Fallout 76 went, and he said, "We'll strive to be better, right?" And the year before that, he kind of made fun of the Skyrim thing in a f- backhanded kind of apology way, because he was like, "Here's Skyrim on Alexa." And I thought that, that was fun. Yeah, that was fine. But then he used that as that a means to announce his next game, Fallout 76. Which sucked ass so hard, so fucking hard. So I really can't forgive that man a, a, a damn, a, like at all. There's yeah. no way. There's uh, no redemption for him, I don't think. Uh, no, there isn't. That's it's why cool. last year's Bethesda, this year's, sorry, E3 conference from Bethesda was so hollow and everyone hated it, basically. Everyone, unless they were at the Bethesda conference, apparently. And probably worked for Bethesda because, uh, man, that crowd was going, woo, quite a lot. And that'll probably be what next year's is. But, uh, you know, I'll take solace in the fact that uh, every single person who watches that live stream of that E3 conference will go, this is fake as fuck. Yeah. Fuck Bethesda. Oh, my God.
I can't wait, dude. You know, I need it. I want to eat the cringe like donuts. I just want to <laughs> consume it. Give me the delicious cringe from E3. I crave it every year. I I hunger for the cringe. <laughs> Got to get to the Game Awards first. That's its own little brand of cringe, I suppose. I'd say it's a very different brand of cringe, but it is. It's more sincere. Jeff Keeley is a is a good man, technically speaking. Uh, better man than Todd Howard at the very least. You know, I don't know what Jeff Keeley's done or not done. I mean, he's the Doritos Pope, but yeah. you know, what can you do? I think th- I think being the Doritos Pope is much less egregious than like trying to steal money from your customers. Oh uh, well, no shit. <laughs> I, I just mean that like you know, Keeley knows what he wants to do. He wants to have a game award show that is like the Oscars, and then it never quite turns out that way. But at least he's trying to achieve his dreams. You know, and we get some good trailers and some dumb moments. So it's yeah, either fun. way, he at least like is enjoying himself. Yeah, for and, sure. Like, other people are enjoying it. We enjoy ourselves watching the Game Awards. We can't lie about that. I'll get hard. We managed to eat up an hour, and now we have to. Uh, is it mm. time? Let me talk about Terminator briefly. Oh yes, please. Uh, yeah, go so ahead. Go ahead. Next, just two weeks we have to watch the. In movie. two weeks we have to watch Terminator Dark Fate, and at first, uh, well, honestly, the whole time, you know, ever since we were watching the Terminator uh, film franchise, and we realized, like most series we watch on Gen and Jub, uh, after the first one or two, it turns into complete garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So obviously my hype for Terminator Dark Fate was really low. Yeah. Really low because this is like uh, the third reboot of this franchise. It's like the third reboot Uh, of Terminator 3 basically. Well, Terminator 3 was part of the original franchise. I mean like you got Salvation first reboot because it's technically a reboot. It's kind of four but it's trying to to be its own thing. That first in a trilogy kind of thing, you know what I mean? They wanted Salvation to be the first in the trilogy. They wanted Genesis to be the first of a trilogy. And now they want Dark Fate to be the first of the trilogy. (laughs) Apparently, and I'm going to take this with a grain of salt because early screenings are what they are. Response has been pretty positive. Uh, Lots of comparisons to take this as you will. Uh, The Force Awakens, I guess. Kind of like, you know trying to be Terminator 2 but for a new generation with a mostly new cast and a lot of people saying it was really really fun satisfying action film actually if it's just that and nothing I'd be look that's all I'm really fucking hoping for I'm not expecting anything resembling uh, a unique cyberpunk punky horror film like the original and I'm, I'm not expecting one of the best action movies ever made, like Terminator 2. I'm just expecting something that is, can it at least be better than 4 and 5? That's all I really want. Yeah. I'll, I'll even accept if it's just as good as 3 at this point. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But, like, I, I strive, I really hope that it's better than 3. Yeah, um, me too. I would love to say that it's the third best Terminator movie. Now... Test screenings are what they are, but this wasn't necessarily, it was sort of a test screening, but it was kind of like a, I don't know, what do you, what do you even call this? It was like a prank screening. I don't know. (laughs) A prank screening? (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. What's the context here? uh, People going to see Terminator 2 in theaters 
for a special fathom event of some sort oh, okay. in uh, designated cities. And then they're greeted by a message from Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, why don't you just watch the new Terminator movie instead? And then Terminator Dark Fate plays for the first time for anyone, for anybody. It was like the premiere kind of, sort of. Oh, okay. Uh, so... That's neat. That's that's kind of neat. I saw some funny takes on Twitter of people going like, man, I'd be fucking pissed. What the fuck? I came here to see Terminator 2. <laughs> uh, they did a similar thing for J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Trek. Uh, there was like Wrath of Khan screenings and yeah. like uh, fucking Leonard Nimoy came on the screen and he was like, well, why don't, why don't you guys, aren't you guys, don't you guys just want to watch the new film instead? And then they showed the new Star Trek movie. So that is kind of like a trick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's going like, hey, we think this is so good that you you even came to see something else and you're going to like it. And then the, uh, the audience reception is positive. But I think I would trust that more than I would trust just, like, early test screenings for something like, I don't know, uh, Batman v Superman, for instance. Batman yeah. v Superman is a piece of shit, uh, notorious piece of shit Batman v Superman that everybody likes to make fun of. Uh, test screenings, a lot of them... Or, like, critical, like, screeners for, like, fans and shit. Not test screenings. That's not the right word. I'm yeah. misspeaking. We're pretty fairly positive for Batman v Superman, but I feel like that's because they were unfairly selective with their process for choosing who got to go see Batman v Superman. Right, and in this you know scenario, I mean? it's just whoever the fuck's in that theater. Yeah, um, now obviously they have to be pretty big Terminator fans to go see Terminator 2, a movie that you can probably watch literally anywhere else for like three bucks right. in a movie theater. Now, admittedly, that does sound fun. Terminator 2 on a big screen would probably be fun. Yeah, I'd want but, to do uh, it. I mean, if it was around here, I would have done it. In 2019 with a new Terminator film coming out, yeah, it, it's probably a Terminator fans that are going to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you do have that aspect of it, but... I do think it is worth noting that not every Terminator fan is a fan of all of the Terminator movies. I'm certainly not. I'm sure most of them aren't, actually. I love one and two to death, but God, basically the rest of them can go fuck themselves. So yeah. I think that's a pretty common criticism. I don't think many, very many people like Salvation or Genesis no. in particular. No, not quite. So, hey, maybe we can, maybe we could be excited, but not too excited because then we'll be really disappointed. Next week, we're going to watch two terrible Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies in, in, a, in a quest to defeat our sanity once and for all. We'll just, just one watch, test. We'll just it. watch two. Want to uh, get right into it? We will. I'm saying next week we'll watch two, uh, the final two of this franchise. And then the week after that, it's Terminator. we'll be talking about Terminator. Then we'll go back to the wheel, the normal wheel, the not fuck, I spun a bad horror movie wheel. <laughs> And we'll uh, go from there. So, yeah, let's talk about this uh, terrible piece of shit. I forgot what to say about it, man. It's bad. I figured it out. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, is if you know what this last one was, be exactly what you think it is. The remake from 2003. Right. Yeah. You will know exactly what this is going to be, considering it is the same family. For the most part. Yeah, they got most of the same cast. Uh, same dude plays Monty. Uh, the same general store lady. That same fat lady with the T. Uh, Leatherface different? Huh? Leatherface different? Leatherface is still your boy, Andrew Brianarski. You know, he who says 
suck his dead nuts, Andrew Brianarski. Andrew cancer sucks worse than my haters. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he would yet to say this stupid shit in 2006, but I digress. Yeah, and Arlie Ermey back as uh, the sheriff mm-hmm. in quotation marks. Yeah, so knowing all that going into it, you're probably like, oh man, this movie is not going to be good. What I didn't expect is how much worse it could be, and it happened. Well, I think a lot of that is because it's a prequel, for sure. Yeah. Uh, because that really removes the tension from... All of it? All of it. A, a prequel can be good and have tension, but you really have to know what you're doing. You really do. The Star Wars prequels did a better job of tension than these did. Honestly, yeah, because there was some unanswered questions that we were curious about with the Star Wars prequels. The execution varied. I'm being generous, but like <laughs> here you have a horror movie, okay? And and your horror movies always especially in this franchise follow a very distinct sequence of events. Yes. And your sequence of events doesn't change in this movie so right off the bat you know all of your lead like non-psychopath characters are going to die and all of your psychopath characters are going to live and really that makes for a terrible watch because there's no questions in this movie whatsoever even though it's called texas chainsaw massacre the beginning it doesn't really explore in great detail any mysterious origins of this family or anything. It opens with the origin of Leatherface, I guess, where he, you know, his mom is pregnant but working in like a meat meat plant they also ran by a that, slave driver boss. They also suggest that uh, she drinks on the job, which means she's drinking while pregnant. Oh, I get it. That's why he's the stupid. That's pretty dumb. Yeah. But, uh, and then she gives birth to him on the factory floor. So Leatherface is literally born in a slaughterhouse. And then the meat man promptly just throws him in the back in the meat. And then one of the psychopaths finds him and takes him home and raises him, I guess, is the implication there. But what drove the psychopaths to become psychopaths or, like, what their story was like. Although I'm not interested in the answer to that question, oddly enough, this movie, billed as a sequel with the subtitle, I mean, billed as a prequel, with the subtitle The Beginning, uh, doesn't seem to be ans- interested in that question either. Uh, kind of bizarre. I was expecting a little more about, like, you know, the family deciding to eat people or anything like that. Any Any type of answer... As stupid as it could possibly be, but there is none. It's kind of just like another incident where they killed people that happened like a couple years before the incident where they killed people. Yeah, it it has no it has no rhyme or reason to exist. You want know question that answers, Genhart? There's one only one question that really answers that you the, like very dumb surface did, level things. How did guy lose legs? How did guy lose legs? How did sheriff become sheriff? Yeah. And the answers to those questions are so simplistic that they didn't even need answered in the first place. Right. Uh, honestly, I prefer not knowing that the sheriff guy killed a sheriff and stole his shit. I can infer that just from the fact that he's not a sheriff but is a sheriff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought it would be a better twist if he actually was a sheriff 
and they went that direction. I was saying that <laughs> last week. Yeah. That I wanted him to just be the sheriff of that town, and it's so everything's so fucked. That would make it really fucked and the situation tough to deal with, yeah. Right, and then, you know, part of the family. So, uh... Stupid. I don't know. What's even the sequence of events here? It doesn't matter. You have four, four, four kids going on a road trip. We got They're, brother and brother and then their and girlfriend. girlfriend and girlfriend. Right. Wow. Brother, brother went already went to Vietnam back in the you know sixties. Space takes, takes place in sixty nine. Sixty nine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> then you have he he's he, nice he just came back from re- Vietnam. He's ready to get redeployed, and he's trying to get his brother to go with him, and he doesn't want to do that. There's your there's your brotherly tension for the first part of this movie, which is completely unnecessary to the events of the film. It didn't even really have any reason to exist. Nope just just to have something to do. Well, you gotta have characters, you know, or at least something resembling characters, because that's all we really got. So the entire point of that was what? It was just to show that uh, the one kid, Dean, yeah, the younger brother, is just like kind of a pussy, so he can like have his redemption moment later in the movie. Yeah, I gotcha. That's the only reason why it exists at all. Um, so. I'll introduce our new cast here. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Jordana Brewster plays uh, our lead female character here. She's uh, probably most famous. Uh, Whoops. The fuck? Just be dropping shit. You spooked me more than the fucking movie we watched. I spooked which myself spook more me than, at all. Yeah, no, I spooked myself more than the movie did, too. <laughs> Jordana Brewster, she's probably most famous as the character Mia in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first one, the fourth one, the fifth one, the sixth one, the seventh one, I think. I, I forget the characters' names. I haven't seen all the Fast and Furious movies. Vin Diesel's sister, Paul Walker's wife, girlfriend, whatever ends up happening. I don't know. I guess she's okay. Honestly, probably even Jessica Biel was better, though. I mean, I I think it's just like there's just so nothing to these characters. Yeah, they they are literally just husks. <laughs> I mean, as so often is the case in bad horror films. Yeah, yeah, I think you need a good final girl. The character has to actually be good in order for anything to be interesting involving that character getting potentially murdered later on. Yeah, this, this I, movie I, at no care. point did I care. In particular in this movie I didn't care because I kind of saw the if you want to call it a twist coming because she can't escape as the final girl. No, because it's a prequel and it's not like the family got caught. They're still living in the same fucking house. Right. So you just get a nihilistic ending where all of these characters die. They're all expendable. This is not a movie. This is just a sequence of character deaths. And that's it. And they kind of just happen. And then the movie just kind of ends. <laughs> yep. Our other uh, victims. Uh, none of these people are uh, incredibly famous or anything, but I'll just uh, get their names out there. Taylor Handley as Dean. Diora Baird as Bailey. Matt Bomer as Eric. Uh, we got uh, the biker dude from later. That's Lee Turgeson as Holden, the biker man. Uh, we got Tim Dazarn as uh, the meat man. 
the Meat Man. He's not called the Meat Man. It's Leatherface's boss. Meat Man. Uh, Leatherface's mom's boss as well. Meat Because ironically, man. he ends up working at the same fucking slaughterhouse that he was born in. My name is Meat Man, and I'm jacked. Uh, and also Lou Temple as uh, Sheriff Winston, the sheriff that uh, our sheriff psychopath man uh, steals the clothes of. Uh, Good he, Lord. He uh, played Axel on The Walking Dead, if you don't remember who that character is. Uh, I think he was around for like four episodes, so whatever. Uh, but that, but uh, Axel was a character I liked in the comics. The guy at the prison. That oh, was okay. uh, yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. But he's just kind of like a horror movie regular. He's like in tons of horror movies. I don't know. How do we go forward? We're, we're, we're on the way to Vietnam? <laughs> they're, they're going to drop him off at an airport at a military base so they can go to Vietnam. And our tension is established where brother don't want to go, but brother do want to go specifically because he wants brother to go. Yep. Uh, kind of weird, fucked up. Makes me not like that character, and I was okay with him dying. Yeah. He wants his brother to go to war with them. It's a family bonding experience, bro. Bro, you don't want to go to Vietnam? What are you, gay, bro? <laughs> dude, this dude is also dumb as a bag of rocks. He's just, like, swimming in a dirty pool and shit. Yeah. Telling his brother to get laid, which is like, stop it. That's weird, bro. Bro, that's weird, bro. Bro. Bro, that's weird, bro. Yeah. I'm not, dude. If my if my twin brother's fucking, I'm not going to knock on his window. And be like, yeah, get it, boy, get that pussy. I'm not like, I'm not trying to do that to him. And that that's exactly what that motherfucker did. I couldn't believe it. It happened. It's like, honestly, you're probably just an inconsiderate prick. Well, honestly, if they Leave wanted the movie to be fun in any aspect, they could have leaned into it being uncomfortable and weird. Yeah, but it happens. Could have like jumped through the window. Long. <laughs> he jumps through the, through the window does a tuck and roll he starts miming jacking off yeah get her bro like that would have been a fun scene like they're just making out and he like bear rolls in through the window and he just looks at me he's like don't mind me <laughs> it's the Viet Cong brother look at <laughs> jumps through the window but whatever don't so, stop fucking uh, though they get in the car and they're going down the road now the brother hasn't told the other brother that he doesn't want to go to Vietnam but he's told his girlfriend uh that establishes some tension later. Who cares? They roll into Texas. Now, uh, we got a couple other establishing things. We have uh, Leatherface working at the meat plant. And uh, the, the movie also began with a credit sequence detailing newsreels of uh, the events of the era. And one of them was really funny because it said, Texas town dies. <laughs> like that was the headline. Yes, yeah, so you have a headline showing up. Meat plant. Close. Meat plant. Fucked. Texas, Texas town, town dies. Die. The whole town? How'd it die? Did someone shoot the town? Yeah, somebody like, dude, just took one bullet to the head of the town. <laughs> took it out back, shot it like old yeller. Bullet to the town! <sighs> yeah, dude. That's how you do it. Yeah. Shoot the town dead. Like, I got this here shotgun. Come here. <laughs> Come here, Allensville, Texas. Shoots the ground. Kills town. <laughs> One bullet's all it takes. Um, so, anyway, the implication here is Leatherface is happy working at Slaughterhouse because he is Slaughter Boy. I would also be happy playing the Commodore game Slaughterhouse. <laughs> oh, man, Slaughterhouse. Hell yeah. The, 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 the beat-em-up game? Mm -hmm. It's a good game. Good game. Uh, wish I was experiencing that instead of this yeah but no god dude by fucking mile bro 
This is garbage. So yeah, the plant's closing down, and then the boss is like, we gotta get this motherfucker out of here. And he's still sitting there cutting meat. Leatherface don't give a fucking shit. He's like, he's a good worker, man. He's he's there. He's doing it. He's exactly what these capitalist freaks yeah, want. Yeah, but like they're closing down the plant, and he won't leave. So it is expected of him to leave. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like if I stayed at my job at a newspaper. Still, I'm just still there. Still there putting ads in the papers. Yeah, but they bitch about it, and as a consequence, Leatherface eats the rich. <laughs> is that how you choose to look at this? Yeah, sure, buddy. Uh, whatever. Leatherface kills his boss by smashing the fuck out of his legs with the hammer. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. And then he finds the chainsaw, and then he is born. Because he grabbed chainsaw, and he like, hell yeah, this is mine now. I am Leatherface, and he walks home. <sighs> Meanwhile, our uh, protagonists... The gang uh, pulls up to that same ass, you know, general store as always. And then it's the same general store lady. And then there's a shitload of bikers there. Hell's Angels or whatever. Uh, and they're like, that's weird. That's uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, so. the entire cast of the people you beat up on the road in full throttle. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Just some rejects from uh, several biker properties, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. Sure the entirety of, of anarchy, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's, that's who that they were. That's before, this was before that. Yes, but, I know. I mean, like, the uh, biker stereotype's been around forever. It's such a tired-ass trope. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck about them. Wow. And neither did the movie for a bit, just to apply one thing. Yeah, it was really just a, a nothing. Sheriff Man was like, I'm tired of all these bikers and hippies taking over our town. We're gonna fucking kill them, boy. We're gonna eat the bikers, yeah. We're gonna fucking kill them, boy. Give me, another, is, uh, give me another dab of chew there, Which I guess kid. leads to our next scene where the sheriff visits the the, the house of the Hewitts and uh, asks uh, good old Arlie Ermy to come with him and go uh, get Leatherface because Leatherface has killed somebody. And he's just walking away like nothing happened. But, uh, you know, Hoyt's got other plans, and he decides to just kill the cop and take his uniform. It's like, and I'm, I'm sheriff now. I, I, look at me. Look at me. I'm the sheriff now. Uh, he kind of alludes to the fact that, like, this is the only cop left in this fucking dead town. Yes. The town that died. <laughs> I, I guess just there's no consequences to killing this cop at all. Nope. He was all like, I'm moving to Michigan soon, which basically just means he's going to die. And then he did. He went to Michigan. Now he's a sheriff without any, you know, real reason to, like, you know, nobody looks into this. Nobody cares. Nope. Nobody gives a shit. Nope. Just goes about his life, torturing <laughs> and killing people. Yep. So then inevitably... Well, actually, this is kind of strange that this is the sequence of events that leads our characters to meet the sheriff. Uh, a biker begins chasing them. Yes. Girl biker. And yes. uh, she shoots at them while the brothers are having an argument because the one finally admits that he's not going to Vietnam. And the guy's like, well, fuck you, bro. I didn't know you were gay. Not going to Vietnam. Or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, sure. I don't remember. <laughs> Sounds like Marine talk to me. Yeah, sure. And then uh, a biker starts shooting at them. Dude tries to shoot back, but then doesn't look. Dude, dude's looking. Dude, dude's looking. Oh, where the fuck's my gun? And then pulls out the gun, yeah. and then they hit a cow. Oops! Cow no explodes. Literally, fucking explodes. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck? Probably the only fun death in this movie. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I enjoyed the cow exploding. Uh, so they wreck, and they get a bit fucked up in the accident. 
girl comes over and is like, hey, it's a robbery. Sheriff comes up. She's like, ah, fuck. Just play it cool, dude. Immediately, the sheriff comes out and shoots the girl. Because he knows who she is. He's a biker piece of shit. Yeah. He knows LMAO. exactly what she is. Yeah. That's that's what he wanted to do. He said it, he said it before. Wants to kill all them hippies and bikers. Yep. And then the hippies part plays into when he figures out somebody dodged the draft. Yeah. He's dodging the draft. Yeah. I suppose. Maybe that's why they wrote it in. But, yeah, like, who that's cares? that's exactly why they wrote it in. It's whatever. Uh, so, obviously, he kidnaps all these people, except, uh, you know, One girl gets lead, flown through the, ling- through the window of the Jeep. Yeah, and far away into a nearby field. And so she can uh, kind of, like, act as reconnaissance and kind of, like, sneak about, try to get help. She doesn't get it. Well, she sort of gets it in the form of a biker guy, the the woman's girlfriend who is now dead. Yeah. He's like, yeah, all right, show me where to go. And they do way later in the movie. So uh, then we get to the first of uh, way too many torture scenes. Yeah, I, this stuff's all uncomfortable and I don't like it. <sighs> Mid-2000s, man. We love our torture porn and horror films, right? It's the I just, era of Saw and Hostel and also this movie. Uh, horror was boring. In this decade, I feel. Yeah, it's I one, really of the, do. one of the worst for horror in general, I think. I'm sure there was some good horror movies, but man. Bleh. So after a, what is seemingly just a too long of a clavicade of just shitty torture scenes. Or like, <sighs> I just got him hung up and he's just going like, hey, you fucking didn't go to Vietnam. What the fuck's wrong yeah, with and you, then he lets, he lets the one Push-ups, kid, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he lets one kid down, makes a, tries to make him do push-ups and beats the shit out of him while he's doing it. It's real fucked up. It's stupid. <sighs> Eventually gets him to admit that he they lied about each other. Like, because they do. The the one says that uh, he's the one that didn't go to Vietnam. Yeah. So he finds their cards or whatever. It, whatever. It, who cares? <laughs> we, 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 uh... He eventually, uh, the one guy sort of escapes. No, he does escape. He does escape. Yeah, but he doesn't get too far. No, not at all. Nope. Really gets recaptured. Yep. Pretty much. Neither does the girl. I think everybody does. Gets pretty much recaptured. Basically, this family sucks at keeping their victims under their control because I think all of them escape at multiple points. Yep, and then fuck do. up a couple members of the family and then run away. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl runs away and gets in a truck, and it's not until Leatherface runs up at superhuman speed and hits her with a meat hook and drags her back that uh, she is brought back. Right. And then the other guy doesn't really get a whole lot done either. Just tries to rescue the girl and it fails. Yeah, it's what that's a big old dichotomy of this movie. It's just a bunch of people just failing. The other brother tries to run away, lands in a bear trap. Uh-oh, I'm stuck now. Now I'm fucked. Whoops. And then uh, the Vietnam brother going to the basement with Leatherface to play. And Leatherface tortures him again, takes off his skin, kills him. Becomes Leatherface. Great. Yeah. Woo. Not before uh, the girl comes back and talks to him one last time. And hey, is my arm fucked up? His arm's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, the skin's gone, buddy. Yeah, it's just grizzly, and, but boring grizzly. Yeah, it's like not it's the, the horror gore we hate. We've already established it on our program a couple times. Probably when we were talking about the Robert Zombert Halloween movies uh, and how we dislike those because they're just, you know, gore fests, but not in a fun way. No. Just in a kind of like, look at this fu- fucking fucked up ouchy arm. 
that he tore the skin off of, dude. Look at that gore, dude. Whoa. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Not a fan of one bit of it. I'm not disturbed by it, because after all, at the end of the day, it is still I, um, fake gore. I don't like. I get. I don't mind the audio aspect of it. It's the video that sometimes gets to me. <clears throat> it's still fake, but the attempt to make it realistic is pretty boring to me. I prefer massive amounts, buckets of blood, to the point where it is ridiculous. That's when it gets fun to me. Yeah. Your Peter Jackson horror movies. Right. Let's go with that. And this uh, is just like. Complete shock jock schlock. The attempts to be 100% realistic sucks. Yeah. I really don't want it. It doesn't pay off. None of it pays off. The dude, when when you got your Vietnam guy sitting there with, like, his arm skin off and his shit's just dragging, it's gross. Yeah, It's it's unnecessary. Hmm. I don't want to see it. It's horrible. I'm kind of glad that there is an unrated version of this movie. I'm kind of glad we just watched the theatrical. To be yeah, honest. I'm sure they just added more dumb gore that I didn't want to look at. Yeah, and it made and it would have made the movie longer too. So that would have sucked. It's already long enough. Yeah, for sure. It was about, already too long. About 20 minutes of this movie was long. I don't enough. know how long it actually was. It could have been just an hour, but it felt like three. <laughs> I hate it so much. So uh, I don't know. Let's just cut to the chase here. Yeah, so, so then you get into the real meat of the movie, which is what you think it is. It is Final Girl running away. Yeah. After her boyfriend gets sawed up. Yeah, they have the dinner scene, like, because of course they do. And she kind of just says, hey, y'all, y'all fuck your cousins. And they're just like, you've upset me. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And she manages to escape and, oh, jumps out a window. Who would have thought that would have happened? Yeah. Jump, the, the final girl jumping through a window yeah. in a Texas Chainsaw movie. Wouldn't have guessed that shit. Mm-hmm. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, Dean, good old draft dodgy boy. <laughs> he also escaped? Yeah, he also escapes. He gets to, uh... I guess they think he's dead for He knocks reason. the sheriff out and, like, kind of gets, like, a little revenge thing on him that was stupid. He just says the same stuff that the yeah, sheriff it's like said? like the same exact stuff. It's creepy. When he was doing the push-ups thing? Yeah. I, it's whatever. Like, there's some horror movies that have, like, these kind of, like, cool revenge scenes. But this one doesn't really work because he no. doesn't kill the sheriff or anything. No, not at all. I honestly think the one in the first, the, the remake, works better where Jessica Biel runs over the sheriff and he fucking dies. That's fine. That's fun. Honestly, one of the only good parts of that movie. Yeah. It, it ain't nowhere near as fun as that. It's kind of just whatever. He doesn't yeah, kill the Final sheriff. Girl, Final Girl keeps getting chased, and they go into the meat factory. Who's surprised? Yeah. Who's fucking surprised? Yeah, same thing as the last movie. They go in the meat yeah, factory. Same shit. Stupid. And what do you know? How creative. Gets away in the meat factory and manages to escape. Out of well, the meat it's factory. because uh, Draft Dodge Boy shows up and distracts Leatherface, but then yeah. gets killed by Leatherface. Right. He was stabbed through the chest by a yep. chainsaw. Not fun. No, probably isn't. No, I imagine it's not very appetizing. It hey, hurted. Do you want to test anyone to put a chainsaw through me, bud? It's like right in the middle of the chest. You got me? Huh? You got me? No. Oh, okay. No, I would never do that to you. I would okay. kill you in a less schlocky way than that. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so... I appreciate it. And then she escapes. She's driving away. Everything's okay. And then Leatherface is in the backseat and he kills Jesus him. fucking Christ. My fucking Which, God. Which uh, is predictable because she can't get away, but also is... I don't know. The whole movie is rendered fairly pointless. Yes. Very it's pointless. It's stupid. Uh, the only scene I kind of... I didn't enjoy it, but it kind of like made me laugh because it was stupid. Uh, 
was uh, so the biker guy is uh, kind of like sort of trying to get his revenge and kill everybody there. Yes, and he shoots Monty in the leg, and he's all like, "Oh God, my leg!" And then once they kill the biker dude, uh, Leatherface's first kill with the chainsaw or whatever, they treat it like what, it, like you know, ooh, he's like Leatherface now. <sighs> they they have to cut off Monty's leg with a chainsaw to do surgery, as the sheriff yeah, says. Surgery, and, uh, big air quotes. And they cut off his leg. And then the sheriff's like, oh, that ain't good. That ain't good. It got to be, you know, more balanced. And then he just cuts off his other leg, which has nothing wrong with it at all. What a bunch of shit. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. Just because they're like, why'd you cut off the other leg? And then the sheriff's like, balance. And then you have a good explanation for that shit. It's like, oh, we'll just make him cut off the other leg. Fuck you. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it wasn't really aiming to be as such. I just no, thought that, like, the fact that they couldn't even come up with a way for both of his legs to get injured in a horror film it's like, yeah, with all you. these ways for it to happen, they, they just said, uh, what if the family just says, fuck it? Get it? They're crazy. Whoa, they just cut off that guy's legs for no reason. Hell yeah. Fuck off, man. That's stupid. It was funny, though. I will give it that. But it wasn't trying to be. This movie's trash, man. Oh, God. All right. So, let's, uh... What do you got? Not a whole lot. Yeah, not really a whole pretty lot. Pretty quick. This should be quick. I just want to like accuse who is responsible. Basically. Oh, very good. I'm down for this. I'm down to. I'm down to get the torches ready. Hit me the fuck up, dude. So the 2003 remake that we watched last week was a huge success financially, if not critically. wasn't wasn't successful critically, but financially. So Roger Ebert about. gave it a big old goose egg review that I read last week. That was a fun time. But it did gross $107 million on a mere $9.5 million budget. So a second installment is probably an obvious move yeah, for, sure. for Platinum Dunes. Right. Uh, and their distributor, who I, I probably declined to mention this last week, but it is interesting given the uh, history of this franchise. New Line Cinema is the distributor for Platinum Dunes, at least at right. this time. New Line, of course, notoriously made Leatherface... Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, a production which basically ignored the director's vision entirely in favor of shitting out a movie as quick as possible. Yeah. Seems like that happened Honestly, New Line seems to be a pro at releasing terrible horror sequels and reboots and remakes and prequels. Great. I'm so glad. So for some reason, it's decided to make a prequel instead of a sequel. I I assume a lot of the reason that they decided to do this is because they wanted to keep the same psychopath cast i guess so uh but it's kind of confusing to me because like i guess like you have andrew brianarski return as leatherface and arlie ermy return as sheriff hoyt but i i'm not really attached to the majority of the psychopaths in that movie no okay? god no fuck like that. i guess those are the two that i would i guess if you're saying that the first one was a hit want to see return but like it's not like the cook it's not like, you know, even Chop Top or anything. Like, those are the more iconic characters for me to want to see return. And obviously you're going to have Leatherface. But, like, I feel like there was just ways to, to, to go about making a sequel that maybe would have been more interesting than Absolutely there would. You could, you could do uh, at least other things than just A weird fucked up one-armed Leatherface trying to kill people and he yeah. can't do it. He gets frustrated. He can't hold the chainsaw. Brrr! Sure. That'd be good. That'd be fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Better than what but, we've got. Uh, so maybe so they could still have Arlie Ermy 
who's probably the closest thing to a star this movie has besides Jordana Brewster. They go ahead with a prequel idea, you know? So our new director is a guy named Jonathan Liebsman. Get ready to boo. 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 Just boo everybody involved. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) So he's hired after his 2002 film Darkness Falls was a big hit. He would later direct such big hits as the following. Battle Los Angeles. (laughs) Wrath of the Titans. No. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Michael Bay produced one. Gotta get in tight with the Bay, you know. Yeah, sure. And most recently, he directed reshoots for Doolittle coming out this January. And that sure looks like a fucking train wreck. And is reportedly, uh, it is a train wreck. Not surprised. Uh, <laughs> now let's boo the man who wrote the film. Okay. Sheldon Turner. Boo. <laughs> so the previous year, in 2005, he wrote another nihilistic horror film. The Longest Yard, starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, oddly enough, one of his only other writing credits uh, is co-writing the Oscar-nominated 2009 film Up in the Air, uh, starring George Clooney. Weird. Okay. So, uh, you know, hey, one for three. Give it to the guy. It's all right. He did good shit. one third of the time. Shit. I actually don't know if Up in the Air is a good movie. I'm just going to assume it's better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, or The Longest Yard remake. Just gotta assume. Yeah, sure. So then they make it, and that's all I have to say about that. I don't have anything interesting to say about the production. There's not a lot of information. No, it's just a, it's just a big trash uh, boat. I don't care the about thing. the production anyway. They, it's it can't be interesting. They went from they they filmed the same type of movie except the shots were a little worse. There's some really questionable shaky cam shots. Some really weird smash cuts that were happening throughout the movie. I don't know if you saw any of them. Like weird fade outs and stuff. Like yeah. Weird, weird slowdown of camera stutter. An interesting thing that you mentioned that was funny. Uh, there's a POV shot that is supposed to be the girl looking at the sheriff's car yeah, it just driving away. It zooms in. It zooms in, but it's is a POV terminated? shot from her. She's a robot. She can zoom in. Enhance image. That's right. kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I'm not saying uh, Marcus Nispel was a good director. He certainly is not. He made such wonderful films as the Conan remake and the Friday the 13th remake and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. God. But even he was a little bit better than this lad at directing this film. Okay. Uh, I I really didn't care for anything in this movie at all. Really. Not a damn thing. Not me neither. So... The budget is higher this time. It's $9.5 million for the original, the, the, well, the remake. So for the prequel, they enhanced that to $16 million. But possibly because this movie is a huge pile of shit and the remake was a huge pile of shit, it does not gross as much as its predecessor. About half as much, $51.8 million. Now, it's still on paper is a success. $16 million budget, $51.8 million gross. But it is worth noting, and this will probably play in next week, New Line Cinema had to pay a lot of money to retain the rights to the franchise. In fact, $3 million more than they were expecting, and they were already spending millions to do that. Dimension Films was trying to get the rights to the franchise from its original owners, and New Line 
paid a pretty penny to keep the rights so that they could release this gem of a movie. Well, it was sure. really worth it, guys. And then it comes out harshly reviewed. Who would have guessed? 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, if you're curious. Uh, and also, if you're curious, it was nominated for Razzie for Worst Sequel or Prequel, but lost to uh, Basic Instinct 2. Oh, God. Also a horror film. Forgot for a second that, that was the thing. Thank you. I can't really imagine it being worse than Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. But then again, I haven't seen it. Don't really intend to. It's trash. We're going to put it on the wheel, Justin. I'm just kidding. Uh... Let's not do that. (laughs) The basic instinct cinematic universe. (laughs) Fuck. The (laughs) B-I-C-U. The Biku. Alright. I'm putting an end cap on this shit. Next week, we're going to talk about for our Halloween episode, oh, we're going to try and shoot for it to come out on Halloween, if that is cool with you. Yeah, very feasible. I know we really, really re- we usually release on a Friday. Halloween's on a Thursday. We're going to try and get that done. We'll do our best. If not, you'll get it on the Friday. Yes. So this is Texas Chainsaw 3D. I don't know if it's ever been shortened, that title. It's, it's not in 3D. We're not watching it in 3D. But it's Texas Chainsaw 3D. And then Leatherface from, uh, I think, only a couple years ago. 2017, I think. Uh, And these are the, these are, this is the final statement from this franchise for now. Until they try to make another one. And uh, we'll see what they have in store for us. Hopefully it's better than this. I pray to any god that will listen that it's better than this. This is a low point for this franchise. And a low point for cinema. (laughs) In general, dude. (laughs) Oh God! What a shit show! It, it's it's got to be right above Requiem, right? Requiem, AVP. Oh yeah, I thought you meant like for a dream. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, right above dude. that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Uh, I forgot that the subtitle for AVP two was Requiem. Yeah, probably should have been a lot more clear than that. My uh, bad. My bad. Um. <laughs> Whoops. I don't know. We can debate this later. I It's probably just as bad as AVP2. Yeah, I'd like, probably give it the same score, which is probably like a 1 out of 10. Maybe. If I'm being generous. Because there's probably like one thing I liked in that movie. 0. 0.5. 0.5? 0.5. I give it a 0. 0.5. That's fine. Garbage trash. I think a 0 out of 10 is harsh. But I would lean towards it. I would lean towards it. It's more of a 0 than a 1. Yeah. It's a, it's a strong zero. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Anthony. <laughs> you know what is 10 out of 10? What is 10 out of 10? I think it's 10 out of 10. Our yeah. Twitter account at twitter.com slash genandjob. Oh, I think it's like a 7 out of 10. That idiot Genhart puts stupid things on it. Wow, I'm not talking great about yourself, huh? Green leather face. What you fucking, where you find this garbage? Go in there to see the, meme, the memes. You can see previews of our episodes a little bit before they come out. There's all kinds of shit up on there. You can see what we're doing next. It's a good time. Yeah, I'm going to try and be a lot more active on there. Post something uh, at least every other day. Some kind of meme. Some kind of something. Got to, you know, market. Got to market the Getting Jub Show to the Mm -hmm. kids, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just for the kids. (laughs) Just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. Just for the kids. Just for the kids, man. Children's film. Rated E for everyone. My, My favorite, my favorite children's moment where you teach kids about what happens when you take the skin off of an arm it hurted 
Bar- Barney <laughs> comes in like, hey, kid, you want to see what happens when you slice off this bit of skin? Now that's a good horror film. I'd watch that. Barney the beginning. Just <laughs> clinking knives. Yeah, dude. Are you ready, kids? Now that's that's the captain from the SpongeBob show. I mean, like, but yeah, yeah I didn't say it like him though. I didn't say, "Are you ready, kids?" Yeah. I didn't say that one. I said, "Are you ready, kids?" Clink, 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 clink. Cuts arms. SpongeBob SquarePants, the beginning. Oh! Oh, that's gotta be hell to listen to. Oh God! Oh God! You just killed someone. Good. <laughs> 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 